This is the Video Junkyard Podcast. A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And all out of bubblegum. From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half-man, half-ape with the strength of 20 demons. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Video Junkyard Podcast. I'm Joe Peterson. With me, as always, my good friends and co-hosts, Eric O'Branson and Ryan Steiskel. Gentlemen, how you doing? Doing good. good. Happy Halloween. It's our happy It's our happy Halloween special. It's a happy, Ooh. happy Halloween. Spooky, spooky skeletons. Yeah, <laughs> and we've... Spooky, scary skeletons. And we've been... <laughs> My kids have actually been obsessed with that song, so it's hilarious you brought it up. But... Yeah, I oh, saw cool. that uh, you guys posted a picture of them on uh, Facebook, or of some skeleton <laughs> oh, thing. Yeah. I assumed it was a kid in that, a costume. That is uh, Ewan's glow-in-the-dark skeleton pajamas. That was him getting them a full glow for the first time tonight. Oh, so. cool. And they'll never glow that well again. <laughs> yeah. After, yeah. The, after the first after they get wash. Yeah, yeah the... <laughs> it always seems to happen, but uh, yeah, I yeah, our our kids are definitely in the full Halloween spirit. We've had our decorations up since like the end of September, but which I I have to admit doesn't take much. Like we put up some things, but a lot of the hollow every year a Halloween decoration is left up all year round. It's usually like a <laughs> skull or something. We have a lot of skulls sitting around the house. Not real. Yeah, there's but, some you know. stuff in our house that you yeah. So that is regular decor, but you can't really tell the difference, so it stays up for Halloween time, and yeah. it just stays up all year. So that's been pretty normal through most of my adult life. Yeah. <laughs> when, when you go to Spirit Halloween, just to shop, just in yeah. general. <laughs> you know. I did, I did score you... a really cool uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space t-shirt from Spirit Halloween this year. So Really? Nice. I've, I've already got my Christmas wardrobe picked out. It's great. Yeah, I saw some cool stuff there, uh, Killer Clown stuff there. They had a whole, like, little section, you know, they had, like, their theme sections. Like, yeah, I was, I was impressed, yeah. But What are uh, you guys doing to get in the Halloween spirit, Ryan? Um, actually, every year we watch Hocus Pocus, my partner and I. <gasps> no way. Wait. It... We just watched that, too. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy <laughs> how that snuck its way into the list. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's our Halloween Whoops. tradition. Um, so yeah, and cool. God, it's just kind of we don't we don't do much. We might go to a Halloween party. Tough to say. Yeah, those have kind of gotten yeah. hard lately. Um, yeah, I guess if everybody's wearing a mask under their mask, it's okay. But yeah, <laughs> right. Just double up on the masks. It, it, it <laughs> double up. Yeah. Who are you being yeah, this year? No. Um, safe. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's who I'm being. Alive. No. But this is uh, the um, the the last entry of our Halloween special. We've we've covered been focusing on the Halloween movies that we grew up with, right? So we looked at uh, yeah. Van Helsing, we looked at Fright Night, we looked at Monster Squad, and as previously mentioned, tonight we are going to be talking about the 1993 American comedy fantasy film Hocus Pocus. <laughs> the bones and in the back. Decapitum, back in 1693, the people of Salem, Massachusetts... Witches! Yes? ...thought they got rid of the Sanderson sisters for good. Uh, we shall be back! 300 years later, it's Halloween Eve, and they're back. Uh-oh. We are home! Are you boys a little old to be trick-or-treating? <laughs> talking about three ancient hags versus the 20th century. How bad can it be? <laughs> now they're digging up old friends. <laughs> and running amok. <laughs> looking for the one thing they miss most. You stay for supper. I'm not hungry. But we are. <laughs> Only one boy has the power to stop them. Prepare to die again. You have no powers here, you fool. Before all Salem falls under their spell. Hello, 
Pictures presents Bette Midler. Uh, hello. Sarah Jessica Parker. Would thou dance with me? And Kathy Najimi. Hocus Pocus. Into the night! They love to fly. And it shows. Good night. Sleep tight. No screaming. <laughs> So this one's directed by Kenny Ortega, written by Neil Cuthbert and uh, Mick Garris, who we've talked about a couple yeah. of his uh, films on the show before. And this is a Disney Absolutely. film, so it's it's uh, you know it's definitely a kids movie. Um, yeah. But what was like Ryan? What was your first? So this is your Halloween tradition. What was the when was the first time you saw Hocus Pocus? Do you remember? Oh my fucking god! Like um, nine. This was made in ninety three. I didn't see it on TV at the time because it was it was a T, uh, Disney T, TV movie, I believe. Uh, but um, was it TV? That, it was on so. TV. It, it 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 was a theatrical film, but it just it was a flop. Was it theatrical? Uh, okay. Okay. I, yeah, yeah I, I thought it was a theatrical feature. May, I might be. It's got the up. production value in a lot of places of a TV. Yeah. Right. Like <laughs> a good movie, one. But yeah. Uh, okay. Well. Yeah, a good one. <laughs> then I might be wrong, very wrong. I saw this, uh, you know, um, every year from like definitely from '94 and up because I remember seeing it. In a VHS tape uh, at our local video store, uh, and so it was rented quite frequently, and I loved it so much. Uh, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna try not to be biased, but I'm already gonna have to state out loud that I, I definitely am <laughs> about this movie. A big fan of this one. Yeah, I'm definitely are? aware of the f the problems with it, but yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> This one was uh, another weird one that, like, I probably didn't see at the right time. Like, it mm. came out, like, right at the right time for it to be one of my movies growing up. Like, 1993, I would have been 10 years old. And, you know, it should have been just about perfect for me. I didn't happen to see it, like, anywhere close to the right age. Like, it was years after its release before I actually saw this. And by the time I did, it had already formed, like, this kind of cult following. And I was just the right age where I was, you know, a snotty kid that thought, like, oh, that's a, you know, a movie for girls or whatever. Like, whatever kind of thing you're going through at the time, you're, you know, 13 or 14 years old. Uh, didn't care to watch it. Um... I think I saw bits and pieces and kind of ignored it. I was getting into like, you know, quote unquote, real horror movies and all this stuff at the time and was trying to be probably more grown up and no fun at all. And uh, just, yeah, I, I, I ignored it and was actually adamantly against it. When I did finally see it, I was not impressed with it, probably because I had, had some built in bias. It took me years and years and uh, really like a lot of harping on from my wife and then you becoming a parent to start to appreciate this movie. I guess I had started even prior to becoming a parent because I, I had re-seen it as an adult and been like, okay, I kind of see what the charm of this is. And as I've watched it more times, it's it's certainly grown on me quite a bit. But yeah, I, I was pretty much an anti-Hocus Pocuser for most of my okay. <laughs> most of my life. And I've totally changed my tune now uh, as an older adult. You know, older person. But <coughs> yeah, I uh, I literally remember thinking, and this sounds just so terrible, but I remember thinking that this was a Halloween movie for girls, and uh, I had no interest in seeing it. I I think I saw this shortly after it came out. Like some friends probably rented it, and we watched it, and I thought it was cute. Um, you know, it didn't catch my interest. It was it didn't do much for me, but it wasn't anything that bothered me. Um. You know, it's like I recognize. Okay, this is a, it's a Disney movie. It's a kids movie, um, but it, I was okay with it. Um, I was surprised by the the later kind of cultural phenomenon that it took on, um, and <clears> continues <throat> today. Um, and you know, I, I know that like even Wikipedia mentions that it's become this cult classic for you know American kids between the, born between the uh, '80s and early '90s, and that that makes sense. Um, you know, would have been a kid when this was available on disney channel and you know abc family and all that um but it's See, one that I, every every couple of years i somehow end up watching this and you I mean it's it just like i see its place and i'm kind of you know it's fine but I've, I've never had a chance to like obviously sit on review it for tonight so this will be interesting it's funny because it's like growing up because i was definitely the target age group i watched it when 
God, so many other kids are in my grade. And it's like, I never knew that this was a bomb. I actually thought, like... So when you brought that up, it was just like, yeah, it's like later on in my life that I found it like, oh, yeah, this movie actually bombed. I'm like, really? But it's so fun. <laughs> it's It yeah. was definitely one of those movies because of how young I was. I was four um, when I saw this. I was just like, it, this was the movie that, like, cemented my love for Halloween. Um, and then well, other things after yeah, that. Yeah. So And a lot of well, people I met were like that. To, to give a quick synopsis before we get any further, uh, the film starts out in the late 1690s with the, uh, the the appearance of the Sanderson sisters, these three villainous comedic trio of witches played by Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy uh, Najimi, who are inadvertently resurrected in the 90s by a teenage boy played by Omri Katz in Salem, Massachusetts on Halloween night. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, you've got Bette Midler... Sarah Jessica Parker and Kathy and Jamie and as as the witches and I don't know what are your thoughts on them uh, Eric let's start with you what are your thoughts on like the the main title characters here I actually think and this is obviously coming from me now uh, not what I thought about it earlier but I actually think they're incredibly good yeah <laughs> it, it's yeah. it's probably the strength of the movie is the the three mm-hmm. of them the cast is they're cast perfectly I think uh, and also just the and I don't know if this came from Garris's original script or if it was kind of a a, a, t- a kind of a brush up as it was kind of Disneyfied um, but they're kind of um channeling of the three stooges to me is is <laughs> fantastic like yeah. they have exactly and it's only occurred to me when watching this rewatching this like this year i think the last time i watched it like that's what they're doing like they're doing three stooges here you know winifred's obviously the mo character she's beaten up on the other two and there's you know <laughs> but uh it, it works so well and, and their performances are so good uh, i think it's i think 100 they are the strength of this movie they are what makes it a classic and um yeah, hats off to all three of them for their performances in this What film. do you think, Ryan? Oh, yeah, hardcore. Like, uh, watching this again, like... Um, so this was an interesting viewing for me, watching it as a... Through a critical lens. Uh, as I was telling my partner a couple days ago when we were watching this, it was just like, huh, it's not fun watching this as a critical... Uh, as a, <laughs> In a critical way, because, like, yeah, I have to actually take notice of the things that are kind of weird and don't make sense um but yeah the three witches um they're just wonderful performances from everyone um something about sarah jessica parker's character of sarah uh is a fucking delight mm-hmm. to watch in the background because she's eating weird shit she's doing her own weird shit every <laughs> fucking time and i loved it um she's a honestly hilarious in this movie she like, is. I, yeah, and she yeah. forgot everything about this movie when she's asked by fans like what was her favorite part she says i literally forgot that i was in that movie like she has no memory of it whereas uh kathy um she was starstruck by bet midler uh so much that it actually uh intentionally leaked into her character uh where she's like this like what anything to please her sister uh and it and it that that's always great to watch too just all the bickering i love it uh, they're great so the opening sequence of this movie is is kind of fun it takes place in the the late 1690s when you're actually seeing them um the the witches do what they do which is it, it, this is a classic 90s disney movie it's pretty friggin' dark they're killing kids yeah yeah killing and like absorbing their essences and like a lot of it it, it even happens on screen so pretty disturbing from especially for a disney movie uh, yeah especially since they're i mean they're not technically cannibals but they are ingesting you know the life force of children and that's kind of what they're out to do is you know attract all the children and uh eat them for the better lack of a better term but, steal their youth for their own yep. yeah yeah they're uh yeah it's a, the the first sequence in here is you know takes place way back and uh the period stuff actually looks okay like sometimes in these um and i know this was a theatrical release for disney but i feel like it's uh i always find it comparing it to other kind of disney wonderful of disney kind of 
made-for-TV movies, and it's got some of the similarities to that. But this does look, maybe why this is theatrical release or the difference, it does look a little better. Um, and the period stuff actually works a little better. Like, they have a good location. I don't know if it's a real historical location or not, but kind of looks like they shot it like a... Um, I don't know, like an old uh, an preserved kind of museum town or whatever. I didn't remember to look where they shot the stuff, but oh, with the village, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the the Sanderson sisters' uh, house is actually on a soundstage. I guess it was on a really yeah well built one. Um, I don't know, that that they uh, there's certain there's a certain like inconsistency with daylight. I've noticed in that scene, <laughs> like yeah. it starts with the morning like clearly stated and then at night they get uh hanged um yeah it must take place throughout a day or something you're right it does it's all of a sudden dark at the like because they show up like it it looks like it all happens like in time like they 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 show up that he shows up he stops the sisters gets turned into a cat and then then the village people show up right after that and then the scene cuts to like them up like on uh get ready to ready to be uh hanged but it's just like huh <laughs> yeah i don't know it's um, um yeah I was, then... I was pretty impressed with the makeup effects though in that opening sequence like the very beginning when they're they're all old and kind of decrepit in a yeah. way and after they absorb the life of the little girl they get as bet miller says younger <laughs> yeah um <laughs> I mean, but, is it because you know, it's none of them aged like this in real life? Well, yeah, it, there's that too. It also has one of my favorite, definitely not appropriate for the target age group gags. And when they're making the potion, uh, it calls for uh, one of the ingredients is dead man's toe. And she's uh, a Sarah, the witch Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker's character, is looking through what is definitely just a tub of like dismembered, like, Toes. fingers toes yeah. all kinds of stuff and uh finds it and you know joyfully hands it over to winifred but then if you watch her in the background she actually takes something out of there and munches on it real quick yeah. like puts it into her mouth and it's like wow things i didn't That's... notice about this movie like like <laughs> i swear to god just keep your eye on sarah throughout the entire movie one run yeah. and you just see some of the weird shit that she is doing and I'm like, is yeah. she in character or is Sarah Jessica Parker just bored and drifting off? Either way is believable <laughs> and fun to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Very, very much. Um, yeah, and we were, you know, mentioning before, Ryan, like, Sarah Jessica Parker, like, a lot of people I know have developed a crush on her from this movie. Yeah, yeah. me guilty of that one. Yeah, <laughs> and you know what? Call this you is, out or anything, but... No, this it's is the fine. only place, like, yeah. growing up, like, that I can kind of see it like, and I'm, I'm not here to like, you know, judge, you know, anybody's like level of attractiveness, but for me, but for me personally, she was not an actress that I even really knew who she was outside of this movie. And then I guess when sex in the city years later got popular, I placed her again. Um, but yeah, I, I, I could see it here in this movie and I don't see it in other, at other times, but you know so yeah there's definitely something about this character certainly and and the makeup and the costuming certain parts of the costuming i suppose but i well i mean yeah to be a prepubescent boy you know watching this yeah or yeah but, it's uh yeah <laughs> it really I, I, really <laughs> define some uh freudian uh ar- archetypes there I guess. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> well, and I wanted to bring up to the, you know, the, there's a whole other cast of this other than the Sanderson sisters. Um, and I figure we, we might as well get into that too. Uh, the main mm-hmm. lead in this is Max Dennison, um, who's played by uh, Omri Katz, who if you grew up in the 90s watching anything on like Disney Channel or any of that stuff, he was on Erie, Indiana. Yeah. And uh, he was it's... in the movie Matinee and a couple other things. I just recently uh started rewatching Erie, Indiana uh for the first time since I was a kid and uh I'm enjoying that. I'm we watched like four or five episodes and I yeah. haven't really but yeah. That's it's a kind fun of a show. goosebumps before goosebumps kind of a show. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, cool. But uh his character in this so like they just moved from Los Angeles, he and his family to Salem and you're you're meeting him kind of in his first day of school kind of thing or first week of school, I guess. Um and what what do you guys think of this 
character. I mean, I don't know. I thought he was like just out of a '90s time capsule. Yes, yeah, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> this movie uh, is very '90s. Oh yeah, yeah, hardcore. Yeah, Max comes across as being like, and you know, he deserves a little bit of the the shit he gets from you know the bullies and stuff. Uh, call it him Hollywood and. And because he comes across very, um, especially in that first scene in the classroom where the teacher's telling the story of the Sanderson sisters, which that's our, that's where we get from our flashback. We come to, we come into the classroom. This whole thing's been the story she's telling. And um, he does have a very condescending, like you, you essentially you hillbillies will believe anything kind of uh, attitude towards the, you know, local mythology. And, um, just has no interest in all this like Halloween stuff. It's for kids, and he think even the line about you know the candy companies created it to make a make a profit and um, very much yeah. A he's team just a, done with Halloween type yeah attitude, and he's just kind of being what we would call in modern day is kind of an edge lord about you know I'm not into all this stuff that everyone else is and because um, I'm you know I don't I don't want to live here. I'm from L.A. I'm superior in so many ways uh, um he definitely has an air of that to him and, and not in a way that like makes it doesn't makes him like a totally like non-relatable character that you want him to die or anything but like he it's certainly there um i did wonder when we see finally he goes home and we see we get a fly through of like his bedroom he's got this really awesome hellraiser skateboard hanging on his wall yeah, it's true. If anybody noticed, noticed that. that, and it's like, dude, what is what is no Halloween, Mister? I don't do the horror stuff. Got this really awesome Hellraiser skateboard for. I was distracted sense, by his like... giant fucking peace sign tie dye fucking um, flag, <laughs> like blacklight flag shirt. or whatever. Yep. Yeah, and then he has like a weird sexy lamp, like of like a cartoon <laughs> woman of he's, some kind. He's. Um, I think kind of supposed to be like the nineties, like le- through the night lend of lens of the nineties, like a hippie kid, I guess. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that makes they didn't sense. really nail that. They didn't really nail that except that he's wearing tie dye, you know, like, I think that's the best way to identify him as Californian. Apparently though, yeah. you brought up the bullies. Uh, the yeah. one bully had was way more fucking, Californian bro accent yeah, the whole fucking exactly. time is this I'm gonna call you Californian and I'm like really dude like yeah because you're, you're just doing that worse. whole like uh... <laughs> actually I forgot about the bullies before I watched this and I, they're actually kind of fun characters yeah yeah they are Ice yep. and what's his face uh, what's his I remembered Ice I don't remember the other guy um yeah. Jay you can't forget Get Man. ice. He has an like, yeah, <laughs> shape back of his, his head. head. Yeah, which I thought was funny. I, I find like there's a few points of this where it's you know it's made in 1993, so it's I feel like it's kind of smartly poking fun at at its own time. Like obviously that was something that was a serious, unfortunately a serious trend. That I don't know if I would call it a fashion trend because I don't know if anyone ever really thought it was cool, but like shaving things into your hair, like mm-hmm. that was a real thing, man. Like right around that time, so. Well, like it's, the late '80s, early '90s, I hit the lines in the side of my head. Yeah, but, certainly poking fun at, at you know some see, things that were contemporary. That's where it's, our age differences happen because I was definitely <laughs> past that in my. But we started getting the rat tails. I didn't oh, have yeah. a rat. No, tail. I remember the rat. I just tails. had a full-on mullet, but <laughs> <laughs> that had nothing to do with fashion. It never does. It's always, do you live in a trailer? Yeah. Well, you're getting the mullet. (laughs) (laughs) We can't afford the back, but we can get your banes. You mentioned Max's bedroom. That's where the scene where he, you know, fantasizes about this girl. Oh, God, yes. Which is really fucking cringy. (laughs) Which is awkward, yeah. Awkward scene. Like, I don't think anybody... Well, I mean, because they can't put a masturbation scene in a 1993 Disney movie, so this is the best they can do, but... But or they could have not. The, the <laughs> most real, yeah, they could have just not. You're right, but then uh, the sisters. But then the sister. The yeah, yeah, Thora Birch's character Danny, uh, is introduced through yeah, and gives her lots of jokes and ways to make fun of him about. Yeah. Always a dangerous way. Never fucking break in on any teenagers' privacy time, especially teenage boys. Yeah, it's yeah. just like uh. 
that's not a good time for anyone. Rick and Morty makes a lot of those jokes. <laughs> um, well, but this movie has a an, for a Disney movie, it also has a, an oddly high amount of virgin talk. Oh yep. yeah, like it persevered the whole movie. I mean, the the crux of the plot of this movie perseverates on there being virgins, and they sure talk about it a lot. I mean, but yeah, a virgin to the way that the Sanderson sisters set up the curse is that a virgin has to light this black flame candle um and when it's lit by a virgin they can then come back to life and you know try to reclaim their essence it gives them one like dv you know night of life so that they can uh try to i don't suck suck the souls out of children so i <laughs> i this does bring up a i mean this is a very fucking like no duh point but we did review um monster squad and they too uh, relied yeah. on a virgin only they focused on women being virgins that's it like no one yeah. fucking but they had to like we have to find a virgin we, well your sister but there was I, a I joke of kind oh. of like quasi brought that up when we were talking about it on the monster crowd show and they just said oh we'll save it for this one but yeah absolutely it's it's one of those things where it's like you have a moment where like the girl gets made fun in, in that movie uh when you find out she's not a virgin there's like ah how annoying and then this one is like oh look you're still a virgin and it's just like yeah he's like what 16 it's not a big deal (laughs) (laughs) so it's like like there are plenty of people that are probably in that same boat right and it's not that's not that weird of a thing oh of course but even like the adult uh the the guy that's they think is a cop that's not a cop a man man dressed up as a cop for halloween makes fun of him for being a virgin like like okay well i see see we're you know reinforcing this you know and it is like those are two the, the movies aren't contemporary necessarily there's about a decade separating you know monster squad from from hocus pocus and and certainly um they you know maybe there's been a bit of progress since we have the you know the boy now playing the virgin the virgin character but it, we're not we're not totally enlightened yet because there's certainly a lot of shame going on where you know well, if it was a 16 year old girl we we would not we, the shame would be backwards you know it's like like we well, saw maybe, in monster squad maybe the whole sex education in salem is a lot more different maybe they really encourage sex at a young age to ensure no one summons these three uh witches <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> there <laughs> like, you go oh shit dude <laughs> you are new here you need to get I, I think laid. I think what I you just aunt, did is so. is take a fucked up premise and headcanon it and made it more fucked up in an attempt to fix it. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a craft. It's a craft that I'm quite proud of, to be honest. Yeah. I take no shame in it. <laughs> yeah, this, I mean, this movie has. I mean, it's and it's a '90s thing. We talk about you know, kind of the cringeworthy stuff. We we were you know, when you go back and look at media and stuff when we were growing up, I mean, this is a nineties movie that not only, you know, perseverates on virginity, but also has, you know, awkward boob jokes, uh, quasi masturbation scene. Like we talked yeah. about the Madonna. Yeah. Madonna jokes and the costume and, uh, uh, the mom well, character every... in that dance scene is falling out of that, by the way. And like, there's some pretty, uh, close to, um, wardrobe malfunctions there but anyway i think in your any any male interaction with sarah's character <laughs> yeah yep absolutely i think one of my favorite lines is when they when the bus driver shows up and like um <laughs> i can take driver. you to it, you guys world's deepest desires and they're uh, like we desire children he goes it might take me some time but i can get you uh, there. take me a couple of tries that's it yeah take yeah. me a couple of tries Turns what? out, though, I mean, as okay. we found out, the guy's very fucking buff. We've, <laughs> so. Yeah, dude's ripped. Look at go, Google him ripped. sometime. Google yeah, the him. actor. Um, uh, he, good old, uh, that is name? like Don one of Yeso. the. <laughs> yeah, that is like one of the worst characters in in cinema history. Is the bus driver in this movie? I swear, he's just. <laughs> uh, I mean, I know he's supposed to be a creep, but man. This is like creep '90s creep times ten. They like uh, turned it up. Like anyway, sure fucking uh, did. <laughs> um, so yeah, like, there's a lot of. There, there, I, I think that's what really surprised me about this is again for for a clearly a kids movie, um, and it's not like we can hide behind the crutch of oh well it was the '80s. No, this was 1993. It's just making you realize a lot about 1993. Yeah. Um, that it was just as bad. 
but yeah, it still is. And and, and, and even the, the the Sanderson sisters, like their resurrection scene, I'll admit is is pretty fun. You know, oh them, yeah, them coming With the back green and... through the fucking um, the wood boards and everything. Yeah, yep. um, that whole sequence candle. is pretty good, and you know throughout the movie it does maintain this really good tone that is is kind of quintessential i can see why this is has held on with with you know uh you know fan and nostalgia you know longevity uh because it's it, it, got a very halloween vibe to it it's like got it a nails that very kind of small story. town yeah. halloween it, thing it, it does it really not to does. mention like being a witch story kind of set in classic american mythology so it's a very yeah. like american halloween story but there's there's yeah. one ongoing series of gags in this that i this movie this viewing made me realize that i just kind of like seeing these in this trope in movies and that's when you have people out of time and they're blown <laughs> away by like the modern stuff that's just mm-hmm. always a. I, don't, yeah. I always like those gags. They're always they're always pretty effective. There's there's a lot of them throughout this. Like you know, you've taken these these witches from the late 1690s and you've brought them to the late 1990s, and I don't know. There's there's just a lot of a lot to play with there. Like they don't know what a bus is, and when uh, you know the one witch her her broom's gone, so she uses. A vacuum cleaner. The vacuum cleaner. Uh, yeah, Mary. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's a good gag. Yeah, um, there's surpri- a surprising amount of really great hu- like humor and gags and comedy in this that works that I I don't that I didn't really like I wouldn't say I didn't get it when I was a kid, but I, I was not interested in it maybe as the best like, you know. Um, but there's some really funny good stuff in here. And yeah, a lot of that like out of time stuff. There's a really fantastic scene that just cracks me up for some reason. Which uh, guest starring um, filmmakers and, and famous couple uh, yeah. Gary and Penny Marshall. Uh, yep, brother and, and sister. Yeah, are they brother and sister? That's okay. Yeah. They're brother and sister, but they played a married couple in this. That's movie. right. They are brother and sister. I guess I knew that. Um, but anyway, yeah, they. Um, yeah. The <laughs> scene where the guy a guy dressed up as the devil who the witches all of course take for the literal devil because in the time they drew you know no one would dress up that way right so uh <laughs> oh yeah they, they the start devil, calling the... yeah, yeah start calling him master and kind of like you know enter into a a short session before they figure out what's going on of like hero worship of this you know of the devil and the uh his wife well, is getting very annoyed with these uh, unwelcome house guests. And I don't know. It's just a really funny scene. Maybe it goes on a little bit too long, but it's always cracked me up. Well, I that, like the, the entire... one bit at the end where when they're walking out and Mary goes, just have, the, just eat the, was it, chocolate covered finger of a man named Clark. Is yeah. one of those lines that always tickles <laughs> me. <laughs> well, the, yeah, there's there's a lot of good stuff in that. You know, the, the witches walking around and, and you know they're experiencing kids trick or treating for the first time, and the one little girl dressed as an angel who says "bless you" and they all start screaming. <laughs> <laughs> that one did get a legitimate laugh out of me. So yeah, just just the timing of it was really good. And again, it's it's a mixture of that three stooges stuff you were alluding to and and this kind of out of time thing it's a it it works really well um and I, again for those of us that were you know are old enough to remember seeing reruns of the three stooges on public television mm-hmm. you know we grew up seeing that kind of stuff too so this this was it's pretty cleverly written um yeah you know I mean, to, I... to a certain to a certain age a series of age groups yeah and the original screenplay is of course by somebody that i'm a fan of his yeah. writing and so i i kind of and i that that's just a fact i get it doesn't really uh um change my opinion necessarily but i i do think it's to to mcgarris's credit that this is a very solid script and i don't know how much of a rewrite Kirch, david kirchner did on it but um but yeah it's it's a solid script it's a i think that's what makes this a decent movie is it's actually yeah. It leans into every all of its strengths. It's a good Halloween movie. It's a good comedy, but it keeps it keeps enough of that like um, you know threat and horror. Like I wouldn't call anything in this movie horror necessarily, but the supernatural kind of uh, yeah, like like mystic elements. Yeah, like, like but it also um, keeps there's enough of a threat that these witches pose to the characters that you're watching. Um, you know that there's there's some real 
gravitas to the situation. It's not all just like kids movie fluff either. So right, I would right. I would I say like a a good example of that is Billy Butcher, played yeah. by yeah. Doug, one of the early Doug performances Jones. of Doug Jones. Yeah, um, he has that like. He's, I think he's on that, for me as a kid, like he was on that line of like, it's scary enough, but it still has like cartoonish elements. But like that one mm-hmm. scene where he cuts the strings out of his mouth and he like blows out the fucking moths, like that <laughs> yeah. still kind of like makes me laugh and also like makes me t- kind of twitch a little bit <laughs> when watching it, <laughs> even though I know it's going to happen. But, uh... Or any any bodily harm that comes to him is always kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and then let's not forget the scene where Binks the talking cat gets run over by a car. And they fucking flat yeah, out show his flat-ass body. <laughs> He's flattened out and then just kind of reinflates. But, like, I mean, yeah, so there's there's moments that are certainly dark throughout this whole thing. And, uh, yeah. It's, and yeah. there is certainly a threat of death. Like, the, you know, these these witches are stalking the children of Salem here and, and there is some, some certain threat that they're going to be able to pull it off. But well, and the one weak, really weak part in this movie though, and, and I get why they did it. I, I know this is a Disney movie and you paid for Bette Midler, but the musical number. Oh, is we're like, gonna... eh, you choose just... those words carefully. My friends <laughs> It it just it it it's such a I don't know it it lo- it, it loses me at that scene and especially because like that's a great song like the original yeah. I put a spell on you is such a cool fucking song every version of it this one's like eh, okay yeah I don't really care for this version of it much yeah. I mean but... I like what they're doing with it where she yeah, like casts a spell old. on all the adults at this Halloween party and all they do is dance all night that's a it's a good it's a yeah. good gag. No, I don't but, mind the scene. I even like like yeah. I even like the way they have the band doll. Like it's a cool like Halloween party scene. Yeah. And, yeah. But when they get up on stage and she starts singing, and, I, and again, I get it. You you're you're paying for Bette Midler. You're gonna get your use out of Bette Midler. Yeah. But it just it it's it feels out of place. Yet I get that it doesn't because it's Disney. But it's just like oh you were you were doing so great, and then here's this kind of odd musical number that's. Like oh they're all of a sudden the, the other sisters are backup singers now okay well you know it's that kind of, yeah it's it's the know. most Disney this movie gets but I don't think yeah. it's so over the top that it ruins anything about no, it like it's, no it's, no it's, uh, it's just it's kind of like that's that's definitely a weak point I feel but I thoroughly enjoyed it and I never met anyone else in my age demographic who was denied otherwise <laughs> for me it, <laughs> I think it's like the strongest ex- I know what you guys are saying. Um, like I don't care for musical numbers in any fucking movie. I always think that they're what you just said, like distracting out of place. They don't make any fucking sense for this. It's one of those few where I actually think it fit perfectly. Um, they actually do hint in earlier on that, like these sisters are somewhat like sirens. They do, especially yes. Sarah. She is used. They use their voices yeah. to hypnotize people to to mesmerize oh, it's, and. Um, it's certainly enchant. set up with the "Don't let them sing" moment at the. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's, it's set up for in the script. It's it it's, narratively it makes sense. Yeah, but. it it didn't come out of nowhere. I I actually thought it it actually lined it up quite well and added further to this whole notion of like. Now everyone thinks that these are just performers dressed as the Sanderson sisters, further making it harder for the kids to prove otherwise. And not only that, now the adults are officially out of the, the picture. Because uh, yeah. in a yeah. small town, like... all the adults went to one place and now they got, wow. But um, I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like, for me, Winifred, um, which is Bette Midler's character, like that's where she shines the most for me is like, yeah, let Bette Midler be Bette Midler. <laughs> that's not really much <laughs> in my life that I would ever fucking say that. But when it comes to Hocus Pocus, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I need a Bette Midler fucking song. Yeah, I, I, I hear you at the same time. I'm just kind of like, yeah, well, yeah. you know, Ninja Turtles too. you know, they had Vanilla Ice. They used Vanilla Ice, but it didn't improve the movie. <laughs> So that's in my opinion. In my I mean, opinion, I but. don't deny that that's that's Ninja Turtles. They fuck that up. Hocus Pocus. That was it's yeah. I know. I and I'll I actually stand you know, hard on that one. So. I'm in the middle on that. Like I don't. I don't think the scene's bad necessarily. I. I don't. You know. He mentioned the version of the song. I don't love the version of the song, but what you know, whatever. It works fine yeah. in context here. Like it's. 
you know, all of the songs that like Hokey Band in that in that scene is play are playing are like you know Halloween themed. It's a Halloween party. I I get it. Like it's yeah, no, it, it's fine. I think it's a good scene. And, and like I said, like you said, Ryan, sorry, uh, <laughs> it it totally is a, like a turning point in the narrative because it puts the adults this whole you know the whole adult population essentially of this little town out of the picture like they no longer can go running for when running to those people for help so yeah um escalates the danger yeah and then they they do a nice little like fake out with you know the uh kids think they've eliminated the sanderson sisters by locking them in the school boiler and burning them to death oh it was um, a, it was which, a kiln it was a kiln, a kiln that's right yeah. yeah okay but um yeah which is and, even uh, more fucking true. dangerous by the way but yeah yeah those kids are pretty you know got like you know big brass cojones or to stand there and just like burn three people alive like but that's uh, uh anyway right. we've mentioned a few of the darker moments that's a, yet another one but <laughs> it did have a good gag in it though where they use the french lesson on tape um uh, to lure yeah. them in there and then when they reform uh winifred does come out and starts repeating like in french i want my book <laughs> like which is what was being taught on the tape i i get a, like i didn't appreciate that when i was a kid but when i'm when i'm now that i'm older and i took one french class i'm like <laughs> yeah <laughs> biblioteca that's all i remember it's like oh yeah it's a bloated <laughs> way to say book isn't it but yeah so I, I don't know. I mean, I see how, despite my initial thoughts and in going into this, I, I can see how this is, has maintained that cult status popularity over the years. But it's, a, it's such a different kind of cult film than what we usually talk about on the show. Well, you you guys yeah. were like 10, 11-year-old boys, so you were, you were right to be out of its target demographic. Yeah, so. or at least on the older side of it, for sure. Yeah, so it's yeah, and I, to, like I said, I don't think I saw it right when it came out either. I think it was a few years later, even. So well, and yeah, right. I'll be honest. Like this came out July sixteenth, nineteen ninety three. In the summer of nineteen ninety three, there was only one movie I was watching, and <laughs> yeah, dinosaurs, true. not witches. But there is another parallel I want to point out between Jurassic Park and Hocus Pocus, and that's like the only two films I can think of that say their title that many fucking times. Because oh, yeah. they say the phrase "it's all hocus pocus" a lot in this movie. They say yeah, it just twice. Just a bunch of hocus pocus. They say it twice. <laughs> Felt like a lot more, but <laughs> maybe they only say it twice in Jurassic Park. But again, they they it's it's on par. But you know, <laughs> th there are some there are some technical aspects of this that are a little shoddy. The talking cat is it hold up better than Van Helsing. I'll yeah, give it that. I'll, I'll give it that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's, I was waiting for that part. Talk. The yeah. talking cat is very much. It's 1993, and this is CGI. But it's not so bad that it's takes me out of the movie, or just like uh, right. It works. And do you guys want? I I guys... I will totally admit that I forgive things for just you know, for weird reasons sometimes, and that being you know a family, a Disney kind of family oriented film, I'm. A little apt to be like oh that's a you know kind of a silly looking talking cat but it's fine because it's hocus pocus like <laughs> i don't know you guys want to hear a, a random theory and i'm pretty sure this is accurate i don't know if i made this up but um the animated cat for this movie was used as salem in the teenage uh sabrina the teenage witch show that came on later on in the year decade so yeah really, i mean that it's very much could be it it looks it's like the same very cat. Much yeah, it's the same animatronic, actually. So anyway, I, was that also I, I a Disney I, show? Yeah, it was. It was ABC, okay. which is owned by okay. Disney. So yeah, yeah, it was definitely. Hmm. But um, Recycled. yeah, so they use like a couple live cats, a few uh, animatronic versions. I think I think there was more than one version, uh, and then the CGI to patch it all up. The CGI, I think, is the thing that aged the worst technically yeah like, yeah definitely no the animatronics um, are okay um the cg is definitely the stuff that was shoddy at least to me yeah and somehow and still that's... worked out better than van helsen 
and yeah. <laughs> some. I mean, it is nineteen ninety three, and you know, I. It's, it's forgivable in this movie for you know, I, I'm hard on Van Helsing because well, it wasn't nineteen ninety three, and it just just looked awful. But anyway. There was no reason that movie looked as awful. I mean, the, there was no reason for that movie to look as awful as it did. Yeah. <laughs> no, no excuse. In fact, I would say because of Hocus Pocus, not I think not really getting like a massive budget from what I remember or understand is impressive what they did, what they did. The soundtrack, I thought, for the movie, for me, still like, this is good. Like it really builds up the whimsy and the, like the eeriness and and appropriate mm-hmm. levels for what it is. Um, um, yeah, and, there's and a Bruckheimer music, music in this was done film, by John Debney, who is somebody I'm not familiar with at all. So same. Yeah, but it, yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's. Um... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I. <clears throat> When did the when do you think this really started its huge uh kind of revival? I mean, I, I know people liked it all throughout the nineties and stuff, but now it seems to be like every year it's a huge thing. When it the just kids kept growing. From the nineties got older and started showing it to their kids. I mean, yeah, it's just grown yeah. with with us. I mean <laughs> that's uh I know that I, we hadn't talked about this aspect of it yet, but I know that this is and has always been one of my wife's favorite, my wife's favorite Halloween movies. The and other this is one, one being, I agree of course, with her the with. masterpiece uh, we reviewed don't, a couple years back, Mr. Boogie. Don't say his, he but, doesn't uh, deserve to have his name said on the podcast anymore. Okay, <laughs> but which is similar in some ways and different in others, but yeah. But your um, wife is starting to build up favor again. <laughs> <laughs> this being a favorite of hers but yeah this is certainly one of her favorite like all around favorite movies but definitely favorite halloween movie and i think she probably talked me into giving it another chance and slowly year after year i've come around to really enjoying it quite a bit so <laughs> it's a it, it's well, fun there's there's a sequel in the works yeah. apparently it'll be out next For year next year yeah and yeah. it sounds really like they happening. got the the same cast and well, there's been be... one that's been announced like since 2014, I guess. But yeah, yeah, they were always hinting one... towards one too. Yeah, yeah, it's the real deal. They're doing it for Disney Plus. Yep. October of next year. It's so. probably going to be awful. Yeah. <laughs> it well, might they it has a chance. <laughs> they just announced this month that uh, John Debney, who was the composer of that original film, uh, mm-hmm. is going to be returning for this one. And well, that's good. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, they they got the the cast back, so it sounds like it, it is definitely going through. It also, I just read that they um, already have set as of last month they had sets built in uh, Rhode Island for. They for, began filming yesterday. They're getting ready to start. Did they yeah. really? Wow. Yeah, October eighteenth. So, sorry, we're recording on the nineteenth, folks. Uh, yeah. Sorry to take yeah. away the curtain of illusion, but right. <laughs> but yeah. So I don't um, know. I think. This is one that's I, I don't know if I'd say it's grown on me, but I can definitely appreciate it for for what it is though. That's cool. Um, you know, yeah. yeah. I kind of like sadly. Yeah. I was gonna say sadly no involvement with uh, for Mick Garris in this sequel, but mm-hmm. that's, uh, yeah. Yeah. that's okay. Well, cool. cool. but so um, I guess uh, any final thoughts or or and a grade i guess to for hocus pocus to kind of round off our halloween series uh ryan let's start with you oh well um like i said i'm i'm i i this was this was definitely my halloween movie like where you had like boomers and other fucking people be like the great pumpkin for charlie brown or whatever this was it for me and the the thing is, is like, this was a movie, of course, I didn't, I never owned it, despite how much I loved it, but that was fairly common when I was growing up. Um, so it was one of those, if I ever fucking saw it, I always wanted to see it. I never got to see it as frequently as I wanted it to until we got cable in the 2000s and um, uh, ABC Family uh, played it fucking every Halloween. Um, it's... And then when finding out the partner that I live with and, and share a life with now of five fucking years uh, also owns the movie, I'm like, well, yeah, even further 
reason that we should be together. <laughs> so, and it's now become like a yearly thing in our household. And it's, um, it's just, it's a funny movie. It, it has like that nice, like we brought up the Three Stooges humor. Uh, there's a charm to it. It's very fucking 90s, but no, no more <laughs> so than the other movies that we reviewed were that were very much 80s, like Fright Night and, oh, um, yeah. Uh, Monster Squad for fucking Monster sure. Monster Squad, yeah. Um, and it's just like, this is nice to have like those kind of time-capsuled seasonal uh, films that you can go back and like kind of laugh at elements because um, of the 90s, like the fucking tie-dye shirts and shit like that and just the weird <laughs> fucking, the Nikes <laughs> and everything like that. <laughs> yeah. Ice but um and then at the same time like you get some pretty cool performances uh not even the even the main cast like the kids and stuff they actually do a fairly fucking good job too i i i would say um and even launched uh uh what's her face's career (laughs) so birch yeah yeah birch's career or, or help it probably um god man i don't know it's just there's so many people in this that now have bigger careers not everyone but a lot more of them uh i'm glad that it it's gotten the love that it's gotten i'm glad that um you guys didn't harsh on it as much as i would have expected to based on uh joe's comments so i'm actually like good for you joe. i just said i wasn't in the mood to watch it when it was like the weekend before we were i know <laughs> but you were quite groany about it <laughs> um yeah but i mean it's it's kind of it's kind of like you know it's kind of like cool that like even in like when you're like oh god like my nostalgia is going to be up for peer review <laughs> uh, and it goes like hey always a reviewer number two yep and there's this like yeah it's not so bad um i i would say if i was a an objective critiquer this movie was probably uh it's probably like an A minus B B plus A minus, but because I am so biased, it's a solid A for me. <laughs> but I make okay. that known right yeah. away. So, um, Eric, what do you think? Um, yeah i I think this is a great example of what exactly we were trying to get to the you know get to the root of with our going uh, doing the Halloween month that we did this month is trying to figure out these you know the best kind of classic Halloween movie and. As much as, you know, maybe it's not my favorite or my nostalgic um, place to go, this is definitely has all the elements to be, you know, a classic Halloween movie and is deserving of all of that kind of cult status it's gotten. Um, I think after, yeah, it, I, after many seeing it many times now, it's grown on me quite a bit, and I think it's hard to deny its charms when, they, when it works. And, yeah, a lot of that's down to just having a great cast, great performances, a funny, like funny punchy script it's it's certainly very disney and very after school special kind of thing but it's it's done in a way that uh i don't know works very well and is compelling and has you know like you know the performances and the the characters that are interesting to watch so um they've never managed to recreate it i've noticed in their other TV yeah, movie, it's Halloween this is something they've done a lot of, yeah, and they've never with with you know few they're few and far between had successes and failures, but uh, which you know far skewed to the failure side, I guess. But um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, something they've not created to this. This might be the 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 best you know example of Halloween Disney something, um, and I, I certainly would. Uh, we one we talked about doing and didn't make the cut was uh, Halloween Town is one that certainly has some merits as well. But certainly is not as good as Hocus Pocus is. Yeah. At the end of yeah. the day. Um, yeah. So I don't know. This is a pretty good movie overall, and it's you know somewhere there's a twelve year old me that's like groaning, like you know yelling sellout <laughs> or whatever. But uh, yeah, I don't know what it was I had against it. Probably just being a twelve year old kid, you know, a twelve year old boy, and that's, that was my problem more than anything. But yeah, it's a fun one. It's funny. I certainly think it's it's worthy of uh, the once a year um, Halloween go round, especially when we're you know talking about more family friendly films. Um, it's good. I think I I think I'm gonna go with a B plus on this one. I think it's an enjoyable, fun movie. So took me a while I, to get there, but <laughs> I, I I think I'm right there with you. You know, like it. 
this is one that you definitely sit down and, and it's a fun one to introduce to other kids, you know. Um, yeah. Maybe they'll like it, maybe they won't. Mine didn't, but, you know, that's okay. I think I tried showing them to this, this one to them a couple of years ago. Um, like I said, my daughter's like, I've seen it, meh. But, you know, she's at that age too. We're in 2021, <laughs> an 11-year-old, they're all trying to be edgy. Um, right. And that's cool too, but this one is pretty fun. Um, it's 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 got a tight script the cast is really fun the sanderson sisters here are really fun to watch i agree they're they're totally the strength of the film the non-witch cast uh are pretty good too i mean it, it, it is a 90s time capsule so know that going into it but i think as time goes on that's going to add to its charm if it hasn't already is how this is a very 90s kids movie it, it it's not as uh questionable in scenes as like monster squad is but it's you know it doesn't have as many you know phrases being uttered that are really not acceptable today but there's yeah. a few uh and for a disney movie i'm giving it a lot of points there so <laughs> yeah um i don't know i think overall yeah it's a fun one it's got its place this one definitely has its place among halloween movies um i think out of all the films that we've reviewed for our four Halloween movies, I'd say this and Fright Night are really the two that I think are, if you want to watch some some fun kind of 80s, 90s Halloween-type movies, these are two good choices. Very different audiences, yes. probably, but, you know. Yeah, I or fullheartedly you can, agree. Or you can fuck your kids up and show them both and be like, see, there's some kind of a headcanon between the two and have fun <laughs> with it. Who knows? But, uh, no, I'm actually going to, I'm going to go with a B plus on this one, too. It's it's really cool. fun. It's it's got its dated things here and there, but overall, it's it's fine. It's a good one. But uh, yeah. we would also love to hear if any of our listeners would like to share any of their uh, thoughts or feelings or appreciation of Hocus Pocus or any other questions or comments or criticisms or witticisms. And please send those to the Video Junk Air Podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Video Junk Pod, which I don't think anyone uses. We can also find us at uh, Facebook at the main Video Junk Air page of the Video Junk Air Podcast group, as well as also Pinterest and Instagram and other apps that I rarely ever check. <laughs> maybe we should just scratch those last few off of the maybe <laughs> one of these days but we definitely are active on facebook and twitter so those are our main ones if you want to check those out uh we also are now officially active on patreon and uh, if you guys are familiar with what patreon is we are asking if you enjoy the podcast if you wouldn't mind giving us a small donation to help us create this podcast uh, all the money, money through, collected through Patreon goes back into the podcast, helps us cover production and hosting costs and such. And if you uh, do choose to donate, there are some uh, wonderful perks. So go and check that out. Uh, Patreon.com slash Video Junkyard Podcast. And um, we uh, do appreciate any uh, donation you can give. And even if not, we do, of course, appreciate your continued support of the podcast and uh, being here listening to us now uh coming up on the podcast we uh have a as we leave our halloween month behind uh, i did want to announce that we officially have bumped casper maybe we'll see him next year maybe not so if anyone <laughs> noticed that on the uh <laughs> on the ah, schedule poor kid we, gets uh, bumped twice look at that yeah yeah <laughs> so uh we're gonna that, that's certainly one that kind of fit into the vein of what we were doing but doing uh five weeks we we're gonna go past halloween and we're gonna give that one a chance to maybe be caught up another year or so so next week we're going to be looking at uh street fighter uh followed by enter the dragon uh the game and the david lynch not the new one but the david lynch dune movie so some of the goodies we have coming up for you guys post halloween so tis the season yeah. <laughs> we want to thank you once again for checking out the video junkyard podcast and we hope that if you've enjoyed your time here you'll uh be willing to share it around um but only share that Nothing else. No COVID or any shit like that. Just the podcast. That'd be great. And uh, until next time, thank you once again for listening. I'm Joe Peterson. I'm Miracle Branson. And I'm Ryan Seiskel. Thanks for listening to our Halloween special uh, this month. And don't forget, it's all a bunch of hocus pocus. You have been listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend. You just can't let them go? Go! Stay on the road. Keep clear to the moors. We want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast and remind you to find us on social media 
on Facebook at facebook.com slash video junkyard podcast on Twitter at video junk pod and on Instagram as video junkyard podcast. All one word. Want to thank you again for listening and keep digging. Who knows what treasures you'll find in the video junkyard. <laughs>